Hello, how are we all feeling this week? Well, I'm your host, Dylan, and you're listening to the newest episode of Campfire Adventures. And I'd like to start this episode off by saying, I'm sorry, campers. I missed last week, and that was the first time that I ever fully missed a full week of an episode release since we started doing this almost three years ago now. And so I wanted to apologize, but I wanted to make up for it too. So this week, we're releasing two episodes. And for the first story that I have to share with you all, I decided to kick it off with a classic ghost story. Have you ever heard of the Dakota? No? Okay, and I'm not talking about North or South. I'm actually talking about this residence in New York, and it's been linked to the paranormal for years. So to help me with this week's episode, I have Jay Dizzy and my mom here as our live audience. Hello. Hey, y'all. Hi. And with all that said, it's time for us to start this episode. So we have our drinks ready. We're chilling around the portable campfire. And it's time for us to get into this week's episode. So real quick, I'm going to make a promise to y'all with this podcast. I'd like to continuously make the podcast better. And with our third birthday coming up, I have so many plans to elevate us to a different level. And I'm hoping that you'll see that as the podcast goes on and that it happens soon. But I'd also like to get back to being a little bit more consistent with the stories and um, how I post online. So that's something I'm going to work on. And if you want to, you can help keep me accountable by being like, hey, yo, what's up? You said you was going to be accountable. So I'm going to work on that. But I just wanted to make it a promise because that's my podcast way and I'm going to be better about it. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. So let's get into the story. Picture it. October 1884. In New York City, on the corner of Central Park West, a building named the Dakota was opened. Now, real quick, because maybe you're like me, and you're like, okay, I know the state of New York, and Central Park sounds familiar, but if you're picturing that great historic park that you've seen in probably any New York movie, then now what you're trying to do is get close to Central Park West, which, if you were there, you'd be near the Natural History Museum and the Lincoln Center. And actually, by chance, during this road trip that I had taken on the podcast, my mom and I went over, and we went to the Natural History Museum. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember we were, like, walking there, and we got a dirty dog, and we had... It, I guess, apparently, this is all upscale New York, which, you know, we're not classy, so we were just walking around like, wow, a hot dog. Oh, history. I remember seeing this in the night at the museum. But anyway, we were in the upper areas of New York, the High So Society. So picture that. Right across from, you know, Central Park. That's where we're at in terms of New York City at this point. And if you want to see some pictures, then we have them posted on our Instagram, which you can check out. But anyway, this building was built as a luxury apartment for the upper-class citizens of New York. And the building itself was built 
in a quote-unquote German Renaissance style with beautiful archways and balconies protruding from the sides of the building. The inside is said to have some French influences. So this place was beautiful. And the apartments, you know, like for us regular people, an apartment will have like one or two bedrooms. But these apartments had up to like 16 bedrooms within one of them, which is a lot. And basically what I'm saying is when I say luxury, I mean you might want to hold two pinkies up when you go here because just one isn't going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> They're holding two pinkies up. So people moved in and time went on. But while I'm sure it was, there was happy moments along the ways. And there was probably some sad ones and maybe even crazy stories that were all building up. And basically what I'm trying to say is, you know, stories started to come up about connections to the supernatural. And I'm not sure if that's because, you know, maybe there were some deaths in the building or maybe the foundation that this building was built upon was on an old cemetery or not because, you know, that happens oftentimes more than not. But anyway, there were stories about how this luxury apartment was connected to the paranormal. So like I said, this would be me telling a lightly classic ghost story, but I guess with a little bit of twists. So stories were shared about how lights would flicker on and off, how furniture would be thrown across rooms that nobody was in, and then there was even one resident that claimed that while he was walking back to his apartment, you know, to the whole building, he saw a chandelier turning on and off in his room. But in fact, he didn't have any chandeliers in his apartment building at all. And so another story was shared about how a pipe down in the basement was, it was too heavy for like two people to pick it up. But apparently while some guy was down there, it got elevated and like thrown across the room. So all the typical classic ghost story-like happenings were being shared and talked about. And it sounds pretty classic, like I was saying, but it gets a little bit better because there were five alleged ghost sightings that make the Dakota so well-known among the paranormal communities. So first, we have the spirit of a young girl with blonde hair, dressed in... I wrote dated clothes because... Some said pre-colonial, some said, like, burlap clothes, and so I'm going to say it's just a little bit older. She had, like, buckles on her shoes and, you know, stockings and a dress and whatnot, but she's claimed to be seen bouncing a red ball through the halls of the Dakota. And people reported her saying, like, it's my birthday, which is actually kind of sad. But um, she'd, like, be bouncing the ball saying, it's my birthday. And then more recently, as of, like, 2015, people actually said that they had claimed to have seen her and that she was, like, smiling and waving at them, and then she disappeared. Why did you laugh, Woofy? I don't know. I could just picture it. It was just... Yeah, it seemed very innocent, and it was given The Shining, you know, like, those two twins that are, like, in the hallway, and then they're, like, mm -hmm. like show up. Like, I, I didn't watch The Shining all the way through, so I don't know if I can make that reference, but there... It's a light specter, and she's, like, a little girl, and maybe she... Is, maybe it was her birthday, which is more terrible. But anyway, so the first ghost is a little girl. The second spirit who is said to make its presence known was known as the wig man. And he made his presence known to an electrician in the 1930s. So while in the basement, it was claimed that the spirit of a man with a beard, wired glasses, and a wig 
would show up and stare at this electrician while he was working. And it was said to have happened several times, which also, if you're like me, several does not mean seven. It means more than two. So it was like four times. I remember when someone told me that. I was like, wait, it doesn't mean seven. (laughs) Did you know that? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) You thought it was like specifically seven? I was like, okay, several, like several, seven, seven times. (laughs) Like when you say thrice, that means three. I don't Uh, think, okay. It's okay. okay. I support you though. All right, thank you. Friends need friends. (laughs) Anyway, back to the story. So several times. And so apparently, like, this electrician was coming to work. And then he'd, like, feel somebody watching him. And when he'd look over, he'd see that there was this, like, spirit of this man with a wig and wired glasses and a beard just, like, looking at him. And the most memorable part of his encounter with this spirit was that one day... This spirit got so frustrated and angry that it took the wig off of its head and started shaking it at the guy. And <laughs> and that's the story that like has become synonymous with the wig man in this basement. And people were starting to think like, hey, maybe this is the spirit of the man who actually like helped develop the Dakota. And I was thinking like, okay. I can get that. Like, maybe his spirit's, like, so connected to this building that it was like, oh, well, I'm going to stick around and make sure that the people who are doing work in my building, like, do it right. So I don't know what the electrician did wrong, but obviously it was enough for him to take his wig off and shake it at him. (laughs) Which, although it's kind of interesting to know that you can do that as a spirit. But anyway, so the third spirit... The third spirit is that of a man who has the face of a child, but the body and makeup of a man. And so this story was brought to people's attention by some construction workers back in the 60s. And they claimed that while they were working, they noticed that there was a man who would watch them. And they got a bit of a better look, and they noticed something was kind of off. And they saw that this man had the face of a child. Now, it didn't harm them while they were working, but it definitely freaked them out. So up until this point, these three ghosts that I've shared about are pretty classic. But I did say that this building was designed to be for the upper-class citizens of New York. So do we know any famous people that might live here? Well, I think out of everybody that I read about, the most famous couple to live in this residence was John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Oh, wow. Yeah. Poopy, do you know who that is? John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently it was pretty hard for celebrities to even get a chance to live in this building. Like, I was reading about how they turned some of the people that I would think that they'd let live there, like, stay there, but remember what I said, two pinkies. They must have not known that. So John Lennon and Yoko Ono had lived here, and it was... Up until the death of John Lennon in 1980, when, well, he didn't live there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Really? (laughs) If you're not familiar with what happened, then I'm going to give you a brief synopsis. So, John and Yoko had left um, during, it was the December day in 1980, and they had left to go do some work. And apparently, I would assume, as it would come with just being who John Lennon was, which... 
He was one of the members of the Beatles. So Fandemonium, I would think, followed him wherever he went. So he left the Dakota that day to go do some business, he and his wife, Yoko. And, like, they leave, and apparently there were people out there who were asking for some autographs. And so he, busy enough, I'm sure, but was like, you know what? My fans mean the world to me. Let me sign these real quick. So quick signature here, quick signature there, la, la, la. How's it doing? Shake your hand, kiss your baby. All right. And then he leaves. And then he, like, does all his business, and then, like, they do some, you know, interviews. They took some photos. Everything's fine. And then they return back to the Dakota. Well, one of those fans that he signed an autograph for was still waiting for him there. And when he gets there, he starts to walk up to the Dakota. He's getting up to the steps. He's about in those... Remember I was talking about how they have these like archways that were super beautiful and stuff uh -huh. like that? Well, he's about there when he gets shot multiple times. And he dies upon just being shot. It was like almost instantaneous. And he dies in those archways of the Dakota. And the man that shot him was named Mark David Chapman. And he claimed that he was such a fan of John Lennon, so much so that he wanted to be just as famous. And the only way that he could think about doing that was by being the Cheating. person yeah. who killed him. Which, I, you know, I'm sure that there are some conspiracy theories with exactly what happened. And I'm sure that there are other things that we can delve into about, like, why things happen. I, I couldn't imagine being a fan... And you're like, this is the only way. You know, like, I don't know. But it, but it happened. What, what ultimately happened is somebody lost their life. And it just so happened that it was John Lennon. So he passes away. But stories start to rise up that people still see him at the Dakota. Which is weird because they're like, wait a second. Like, we know that he died. Like, I'm sure that they had this giant service for him and whatnot. But people say that they see him. That he's leaning up against some of the walls in the Dakota, in the archway, you can see him walking. Some people say that he even tried to talk to them. And was like, you don't have to be scared. Like, I'm here to talk to you. I'm not going to hurt you. And Yoko Ono herself said that one day while she was at home, because she still lived there. I don't know how she still does now, but she did for some time. But she said that she heard someone playing the piano. And when she went out there, it was John Lennon. And he said, don't worry. Like, I'm always going to be here with you. And so it's believed that his spirit still roams around the Dakota, which I don't know if that's just because there's maybe like some type of gravitational pull where like spirits kind of like get stuck there a little bit, but it could just be that, or it could be because it was such like an obviously important part of his life that he's still here, right? But the cool thing about that is that this leads us to our fifth and final ghosts because... People started to look into John Lennon and his life and some of the things that he would talk about. And apparently he claimed that while he lived in the Dakota, he had seen a UFO out the window, right? But then he also claimed that he had seen a spirit of his own. And this spirit was a spirit of a crying lady. And that is our fifth and final ghost. She is the crying lady. And she, out of all of the residents that call the Dakota home still, might be the most famous of them all. So as we said before, she calls the Dakota home as well. And her story goes that she was once a resident of this complex a long time ago. She was beautiful, she was successful, and she was married to a very successful businessman. Now this businessman, you know, in order to keep up their success, he had to go out and he had to go 
do like traveling to make sure that all of his affairs and businesses were actually making enough money to stay in this like luxury apartment complex and also for them to live in the upper echelons of the New York's high society. And so like that was fine initially, I think, but eventually she just got like lonely and she was like, you know, like, where's my man at? I'm sitting over here holding it down and she's in New York. So she probably has a whole bunch of bagels and she's just, like chilling in her New York apartment. Like, Hey, yo, like where you at though? But he's yeah. not there. And then she's just like, well, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, like, I'm here and I'm alone. And it just, like, was a continuous cycle. And eventually it, like, ate away at her. And she's like, well, I'm just, like, very lonely. And the only way that she figured out that she could not be lonely was to take her own life. So she jumps out the window. And a side note, that is never the answer. There is plenty of other things that you can do, and I'm not sure exactly what happened to get her to the spot that she had gotten to with this, but that's what she did. And so just don't do it. It's not the answer. Boom. But we're going to get back into the story. So she dies because of the fall. And I'm not sure if she got the the end-all goal that she was hoping for, but it was soon after that that people claimed that they'd see this woman walking through the halls, through the upper floor levels of the Dakota, and they would hear her crying. And she would cry, and she would wail, and she'd walk through the walls, and people reported seeing her. And like I said, John Lennon reported seeing this crying lady. Oh. But she had been crying for so long that her face eventually looked contorted. And it didn't even look like this beautiful lady who was a successful business person with you know her husband and who had everything. Like She just became just a specter with a face that you couldn't even make out the details of who would just cry throughout the halls of the Dakota. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. Could you imagine spending like an eternity now crying? So much so that you even lost your face. You know what it reminded me of? Did you finish watching The Haunting of Bly Manor with me? Uh, I don't remember. Remember the one where she's like, perfectly splendid. Oh, yeah. And then like, they were like so worried because their spirits were there so long. They're like, you don't want to look like this, do you? And then they had like one of the old spirits that had been stuck there for like a thousand years and they lost their face. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, God, could you imagine being a spirit and you lose your freaking face? Because I mean, I'd be mad, like, girl. Especially I was pretty since in my... she was so pretty. Yeah, I was pretty in my my real life, but what happened to my after that girl? I still gotta be popping. <laughs> with your shoes? <laughs> with my shoes, girly. <laughs> with my shoes. What'd you call them again? We have a new word, everybody. My cuggly. My cuggly shoes, y'all. Cute but ugly. She. We all know we felt like that someday. <laughs> anyway, so it was just a cool story. And then she's the fifth ghost and all, but I did have a little ice cream topper on the cake. Icing on the cake. That's what they call it. This, the Dakota, the residence, the apartment complex, is the filming location for the movie Rosemary's Baby. Did you watch the movie? Years ago when I was a teenager. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't actually got a chance to watch it. I do know like the premise of the story is a lady's pregnant with the devil's baby, right? It's kind of like the exorcism. Something like that. It's creepy, yeah. It's supposed to be creepy. It's supposed to be one of the most classic horror films that you can watch. And if I got the premise wrong, I'm sorry. I guess I should have done research on that. But <laughs> we'll probably save that for a Halloween episode because it's 
allegedly the most cursed movie ever, like, released. Cursed? So, Why? Mm-hmm. In what way? Because of how everybody's lives connected to the movie, like, had a downward spiral. Like, some people died, some people lost everything, some people were involved in cults, some people were involved in scandals, and... Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy, because I remember when I did the Poltergeist, like, a lot of people in there, like, died, a lot of people were involved in, like... Oh, a yeah, lot of people died. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole thing is just crazy. Like, that movie, like, the Poltergeist had a whole bunch of, like, curses and, like, deaths associated with it. Well, apparently, Rosemary's Baby is very similar. And it's known as one of the most cursed movies and ever released from Hollywood. So we're going to probably do a Halloween episode on that. But I just felt like, oh, that's a nice icing on the cake to add to this whole thing of this Dakota residence, which is luxury apartments, which is also just soaked in paranormal and supernatural entities. Like, I thought it was crazy that they have five ghosts. Like, some of them to me were so classic, but then you get, like, John Lennon. Like, if that ghost is there, mm-hmm. we should have definitely went there and been like... Is it still there? He supposedly still walks around and haunts. No, the, the building is still oh, up Oh, it and, still is, yeah. And running? Mm-hmm. Wow, I wish we would have went there. I wish I would have known because we told totally would have walked in there. It's up in the corner. We could have just went and got a bagel. Or we can take a trip. Well, we could. Please send your donations in and we'll go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I just thought it was super interesting. And because we were so close at the same time, oh like I'm like, God. we were like right there. Uh. But if you go, make sure you get the dirty dog. You know, I didn't get a bagel, which I regret. It's one of my biggest regrets in life. Not having a New York bagel. I don't remember the dirty dog. We had it when we were outside of the Natural History Museum. God dang it, why don't I remember that? I remember the pizza, but not the dirty dog. Yeah, when we went to the side and there was... <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, and we pleasure. sat on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it was fun. We had fun. I, I, wanted, I wish we would have went there because seeing the pictures, this building is beautiful. It mm-hmm. is beautiful. And I could only imagine what those archways look like. But... Oh, I can't wait to look at the pictures. I remember seeing the, the steps of John Lemon climbing... John Lennon climbing up the stairs to go up to his apartment. Okay. So I, I do remember seeing the archways in the front. Yeah. I think they said it was, well, yeah, it was two bullets to, that he got punctured in the lungs. So, so anyway. sad. Yeah, very sad. And, I mean, it's also probably sad that his spirit is connected to the, you know, the Dakota still. But it's probably really nice that, you know, Yoko had that whole scene with him and the piano. Right. And whatnot. But anyway. So that's the story of one of the most haunted luxury residents in America, which is in New York City. And if you want to go over there, please keep both of your pinkies up because I'm sure they'll let you in. And um, with that said, you're at the end of another episode of Campfire Adventures. So I hope you enjoyed it. We have a second episode that we're going to be releasing too. So stay tuned for that. But with all that said, I am going to post all of our source material on our website. I'll be posting videos and I'll probably explain a little bit more of things on our Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcast. And with all that said, you know, I hope you have a good morning or a good evening, but I'm going to say bye. So bye. Bye. bye.